Chuck, what do you want to call this one? Do you have a good name for it, or do we talk about travel games, right? Or traveling? I was just gonna with say games? travel games. I, yeah. I was just gonna say travel, or I don't know, travel sized games. Travel sized games. How about that? Let's talk about travel sized games. There are no, games that you could travel with. Travel no, games. Travel games. Yeah, you can't travel change it. Travel games. Travel because I've already travel games. Well, yeah, we've already. Oh. Brian and I have already talked about travel. So games. you're gonna. So you're gonna break my mold, right? No, no. You said travel games. Travel, travel games. Okay. Travel so are you gonna travel? Games. You travel with. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? You're gonna travel with with the Zaya box? Is that what you're doing? Tra- you're traveling everywhere. Travel with a copy of. It will be relevant. It will be true and relevant. We're not going to say, mode, what is, okay, I mean, if we want to talk about what does travel size mean, sure, whatever. I mean, we could talk about that. What is the girth? <laughs> what, travel this, what, is, what is my... Okay, what is the my, weight and the girth, please? The girth. Like, like <laughs> Hello. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out... A, what is uh, the weight uh, and the girth? <laughs> uh, I, I have a definition for what the largest size travel uh, game for I'm me sure is. I'm sure you do. The largest we'll talk about it. That travel does not surprise me at all. It will fit in my car. The largest <laughs> travel game that I have is Twilight Imperium. <laughs> I travel. It, I the FedEx know. man traveled it. <laughs> all right. It fit in the plane, right? Stop picking on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the FedEx man traveled it. <laughs> have fun with this one, Shuck. All right. Here we go. Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your host Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Proper Brian. On episode 45, we talk about travel games. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Welcome to uh, episode 45 here. Uh, good to see you guys again. I, I, I guess I hope everything's been well for you guys since last time. Uh, let's kind of jump right on in and... and um, you know, as we always, as we do, uh, just briefly uh, discuss uh, discuss what we're drinking. I think Chuck, you and I are are drinking a, a, a pub favorite, uh, the Founders uh, Scotch Ale, right? So, oh, it's so it's so delicious. I've I've drank two of my favorites here recently. This is this is like my number one, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. favorite it's, favorite beer. It's, uh, it's delicious. Uh, never disappoints. Um, yeah, I can't. Well, we've talked before, and I know uh, just Brian. You've talked about your love for founders, but I think we all at least have one or two founders beers that we just really like. They're they're a solid brewery. Um, what about you guys? What do, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking tea tonight, and it's uh, Twining's. Uh, what is it? Strawberry pomegranate green tea. It's okay. really really good. It's very it's very nice. We're recording a little late, and so and I wanted something warm. What is it about Twining's tea that's, I mean, they like, they just do tea so right, don't they? Like, I've never, not that I've had as many Twining's teas as you, but um, every Twining's tea that I've tried is good. At least, um, pretty, you know, at least I think, at least to my taste, it seems pretty good. It is good. I don't think I've had one that I don't like, and um, I can attribute my enjoyment of their tea to my wife. She is the one who purchases most of them. And I just am like, Oh, I'll try that. Thank you. Oh, how cool. You have someone else in the household who, who curates the tea uh, for you. Right. And that's right. Like try this and you just, you're along for the ride, right? I'm along for the ride. I pick the board game. She picks the tea. Oh, Hey, that's a good, com- Hey, that's a good setup right there. All right. So guys, um, has anyone played anything since uh, last episode that you really want to talk about or, or get out there or you're expecting any games soon that, that you want to talk about briefly? I got to play a couple games with my brother the other day. Uh, I introduced him to the Batman Love Letter, uh, which will be kind okay. of... Um, it goes along with our topic today. Uh, so we played that. That was pretty fun. I, I don't care for it much for two-player, to be honest. I think it's better at three or four um, but it was it was oh, yeah it was fun getting are. to play with him. It can be kind of very random at times with the uh, guessing of the other player's card when you get that right. Kind of weird, but uh, he he enjoyed it. And then we also played. I don't know if you've seen it online or not, but the there's a a new. You remember Slapjack old school like cards where you'd play 
uh, when the, the you had the same cards show up, you just flip them poker cards over and you slap the yeah. deck or whatever, and you got to grab the cards. So, or the last person that whatever grabs all the. So there's a new one called um, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. I don't know if you've heard of this. Oh yeah, I nearly got that. Uh, okay, the other day. If actually, I yeah, my brother you. demolished me, so I'm apparently really bad at this game. But so basically, you just you flip cards over and you say Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Well, anytime what you say and what you play down is the same thing, you gotta slap the deck. And whoever's last has to take all the cards. Like you don't want the cards, right? <laughs> there are a couple other extra special cards where you have to do stupid, silly actions like beat your chest and. We we always did the wrong one every time, but we would laugh. The I think I think our favorite was the narwhal <laughs> because you got to like put your hands up above your head like a like you have a horn, and then you have to slap the deck right after it, and you looks really silly. My parents were laughing as we did this to each other, um, but it was it was funny. It's uh, it, it suffers from you know like war and slapjack and those old style games where it it it's a longer game. It takes a while. I wonder maybe if a little more players probably wouldn't last as long because you're not trying. I mean, you're with two players, you're just like one person has to take the whole deck. I mean, so that just takes a while. But it was stupid, silly fun, and we yeah, laughed the whole way brutal. through it, and it was pretty great. Uh, so I've played it with about six people, and it was it. I didn't remember it overstaying its welcome, and I think. Uh, I want to say everybody at the table was not a gamer. Um, way, way taught it to us, and um, it was it was a bunch of people from my work, and so it was a really good icebreaker in that way um, for a group that's not uh, gamer savvy and ready to just kind of jump in with all the teeth. Um, it was a real fun little hey, let's let's kind of getting to know you kind of game. What was that called again? Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Noted. That's the name. And that's what you say the yes. entire time. And you're supposed to like have a cadence. Like you're supposed to have a rhythm to it. Cause they they the game wants you to mess up. Cause if you say like the wrong thing or you, you forget the one that you're supposed to go, you know, what Taco Oh yeah. Go if you mess cat. up, you're you're like right. the yeah. cats are kind the cats are kind of taco shaped and the <laughs> you know, Just like it's, it's, it's yeah, I mean it's kinda like one of those things where as you're as you're playing, you start you start seeing things that aren't there. It's so it's kind of funny. What? Um, 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 we got. It's one of those like uh, you ever seen those mind uh, illusion trick things where you read a word and it's like blue, but the the word is actually colored red. It's that same concept. Like it really messes with your brain the whole time you're playing because you start saying it and you think that you're playing the card that you're saying or vice versa. And then you end up like flinching and trying to slap the deck. Well, you got to take it if you screw up. And then so you're stuck with all these cards. Yeah. It's it's a little harder than you think it would be. It's a <laughs> yeah, fun activity. That's I label it as an activity. Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually looking forward to trying that one out. Uh, well, as we record, which of course is a little lag time from when we're recording and when this actually drops, but um, I should be getting uh, my copy of. Uh, uh, Mercado de Lisboa, which is, uh, and I feel bad because it's it's Vitaliserta and another designer, and I don't want to do this guy a disservice. So if I, I may know here here in a moment, but yeah, I, I'm look. I should be have have it in my hand, and um, it's one that is actually a uh, like a thinky filler, uh, one that uh, that sh- should be able to be played. I was reading people were playing t- two to three games in under an hour, so I don't know if if I you know. Can believe that, but um, yeah, I'd love to get anything that that um, it's uh, Vitaliserta and uh, Julian uh, Pombo Pombo. So Pombo. I'll probably just butcher that name, but it's it, probably Julian. No, oh, yeah, it's Julian. I'm sorry, it's Julian uh, Pombo. I don't know maybe? if that's true. I'm just trying hey, to be all. What'd you say? Yeah, it, yeah. No. And uh, anyways, Mister Mister Pombo Pombo, and I apologize for butchering your name there. And Mister Waserta uh, designed a game, and it looks really great and it takes some of the market mechanics from there's a kind of variation on the market mechanic from Lisboa. looks cool looks pretty i'm hoping to have my hands on it in the next day or two and uh yeah so that's when you'll probably hear from me i'll probably be gushing about it or or, or braving if it's not good uh next episode I 
I guess let's go ahead and jump into our main topic, which actually uh, is you kind of alluded to uh, with uh, with your game earlier, Chuck. Um, we're, so we want to talk today about travel games. Now, this is something you kind of we've kind of been working on this topic for a while, throwing this around um, because you you have a few thoughts on this, and then you've also taken a few steps to kind of kind of craft some travel games or, or alter games to be more travel friendly. And so we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, a, what, what we consider a travel game, and then uh, B, kind of throw out a few games that might, um, or, you know, titles or games we think uh, people might be able to enjoy uh, as they travel. So, <clears throat> I know we're going to have a lot of varying degrees of what we consider travel games. My travel game is something that's small that could uh, be taken anywhere. Um, I know there are lots of games that could be traveled with, which I have a feeling some of you are going to bring up. And in my opinion, like the AEG small box or the tiny epic box is kind of like the biggest I want to travel with. Uh, I want something. I really love the the any kind of the tin games, the little bitty like uh, the mint. Um, what do they call themselves now? Paquito, I think is what they call them. Um, the little mint tin yeah. games, I think, are perfect size for travel. You can throw it in a bag and not worry about you know. Hey, you're 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 so burst all over it yeah they're, they're good for right, like or... damage control like they're not they're, they're going to be able to take a hit if if you drop it or it, the, the bag gets hit and you know that they're really uh, uh sturdy and so but, but i like i like decks of card sized games i think they're really good they fit in pockets really well and they you can slide it in a couple of them into a suitcase really easily um there were games that i would love to bring up a lot of um a lot of roll and write games like the Railroad Inc. Um, games looked really good. I thought about buying some of those, but the boxes are kind of bigger. Uh, and so that's, even though it would be a really good game to take on a trip with family or something like that, it's not one that I wanted to consider. So I've been curating this little collection. Like I have a a, a normal collection of, of big box games and I have a separate smaller a travel size game collection that I've been kind of, creating with the same rules that I have for my big game collection where I want things with different mechanisms and uh, for different player counts and th- things like that um, so that I can eventually have like a little box that just has an entire collection in it and I can just carry that box with me on a trip and I have a library that I can play with family or friends and I don't have to bring a, a big box and find a place for it in the car or, or, or worry about it getting messed up or something like that, getting dented or, or whatever. I can just have this little small collection. That's super easy to take. Uh, now, obviously for like a board game convention or one of our gaming getaways, we're going to take the big boxes because that's what we're intending to play. That's different. That's with my gaming buddies. This is more, I think for family trips and things like that, that, that I'm really kind of gearing towards. So, um curious what you would consider uh a travel game since I know y'all have some different ideas of this subject. <laughs> yeah. So so because because the board game hobby is so hung up on definitions. First I want to I want to uh get the definition for travel. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. Going overseas because <laughs> no, because the, the reason I bring this up is um, I don't travel hardly. I mean, I haven't been on an airplane, and I, I don't know how how long. Probably since I got since I went on my honeymoon like fifteen years ago, and I don't travel on a plane. So if I'm getting if I'm traveling, it's across town or. Uh, in the car for several hours. All all of our family lives really close. Um, so traveling for me is like, I think that's one of the reasons I haven't intentionally curated a you know small group of games. It's that the games that I do have that I would take to a place like that, like Carcassonne, it's already in a pretty small box for what I'm doing. So I just stick it in a bag, and and uh, it goes in the you know, the back of the minivan and comes along with me. Right. And that's the reason I brought up the, the definition of travel, right. In air quotes, because if you're on a plane, that's way different. Like you're trying to fit a, 
you're you're trying to fit in a much smaller package, right? For for me, my my uh, my storage uh, limitation is is the minivan, right? <laughs> and so uh, I'm way less constrained more forgiving in my travel, carry right? Baggage, right? Or check baggage, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, in, in a way, I was being funny by defining travel, but in another way, I'm like my travel needs are not such that I need tiny games. So yeah, do you, are are you like are you intending these? I know you you travel for work sometimes. Shark is is that kind of part of the so, deal? Like you have to take you have to take a flight and you want a game you can put in like your carry on uh, bag. Originally, right? I took bag. like some little one player games uh, with me on. I would take a Nyrim with me, and then they came out with the app. So now I just play it on my phone mostly. But yeah, I would play little one player games, and a lot of these do have one player modes. Uh, I think the thing that really kicked it off for me. I backed this game on Kickstarter called Palm Island. Um, and so it, it's it's a little one. You could play it with two, but it's basically a one-player game. But but what fascinates about what fascinates me about it is that you can play it entirely in one hand. That's the whole Palm Island. Like it's a play on words like a palm tree, but it's in your palm. But I thought... When originally when I backed this, I was like, well, this is a game that not only can I take in my suitcase, I have a small, like, under-the-seat suitcase that I take on work trips. But I can and have played this in a line waiting to get checked in at the airport. I can sit there and play it, and then when I'm done, I put it up, and That's I put cool. it back in my bag, and I go. And, I, and it just it really spurred this whole idea of, like, what is something I can put in my little bitty suitcase where I could take five, six games without taking up all the rooms that I need for my clothes or a laptop that I need or whatever, you know, I mean, usually I'm on work trips, so I don't need yeah. big player games, but what if I'm going on a trip with a family or something? Um, and maybe it's a two day trip and I don't need a big, huge suitcase and I just want a little bitty suitcase. It's So I don't know. It just kind of spurred on this whole, I want to, I want a travel collection game. That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I actually think um, it's worth thinking about, and and I think you know listeners may may find some of this useful because uh, I'm much more like like yourself, proper Brian. Um, I have a larger family, so um, air travel is just kind of uh, out of the question for like family for most of our family vacations and whatnot. So I find myself driving, so I do have a little bit more capacity. Although if we're taking a longer trip, obviously you know we've got more bags or whatnot or bigger bags. But um, yeah, I, I find that I do. I don't need so my travel needs aren't aren't to shrink down as quite as much. But I still do need to bring three or four games for a few days at my at my in laws. Right? If we like last last year we spent uh, or so I want to say it was like last year. Maybe I think we spent spring break with them. So uh, I, I do think it's it's kind of interesting to think about because I have never had to think about fitting games in you know. Just such a small box, but when I when I saw Shuck's uh, collection, I, I was like, "That is actually really cool. It's a neat idea to to be able to have so many games, so many options that you could basically put like in a day bag, right?" Um. So, but what what about yourself, uh, just Brian? I mean, what do you what do you think? Uh, do you have any games that you travel with, or do you see a need for travel games for yourself? We travel a lot. Uh, my wife's from Washington State. We've we've gotten the plane several times, and and uh, her family enjoys entertaining the games that I bring. So uh, I've got to do that uh, most of the time. Though I'll be honest, uh, for me, it's more about uh, the audience, as most games go for me. So uh, I mean, I'm going to pack Suro because it's not a huge box; it fits in a bag but I know that it's going to get played. And that's kind of my thing is like, uh, I played, I played a few of the travel games in Shuck's collection and they're, they're okay. I mean, I, I got to say the mint games are fantastic by the yeah. way. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, um, I, I think, I think as far as, um, kind of coming up with a mascot for travel games, I think the mint games would be, um, man, if, if you, if you got, if you got nothing line. but the mint games, that that would be great because everyone is a different kind of game, and I mean, there's a handful of them. You don't have to get a bunch of them, and they're cheap. Like, yeah. Well, and, and my my point is, is I've enjoyed them, and that's the thing. Like, it's one thing to collect 
for me to collect a game because it fits a certain need, but but I also want it to be enjoyed by the time I get there and not just be an experience for these people. And so um, in, in my mind, I think about, Chuck, I think about like our, our family unions down in San Antonio that we used to have and, and the large groups we used to play with. When you and I get together and play a game, it could be anything. I mean, it could be an experimental game that may or may not be good, and we're good. We're fine. Um, we get that group of you know, our cousins together and there's 16 of us around a table and suddenly we we're on, we're kind of, we got to really make sure we're not wasting their time and, and we're on the spot. Right. And that to me is a time when something tried and true comes out, no matter what the size of the game is. Um, and you know, the simple that they can, they can drink beer around and be silly around. And, and most of the time it's Pictionary, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> at the same time, you know, we're there to entertain in that, in that kind of thing. So, so my question is when you travel, do you, for my question to you, Chuck, since, since you're kind of where we're aiming this question to is when you travel, what's the audience other, other than the audience of one, other than Palm Island or Oniram, the audience of one where you're, you're on that business trip. Um, what are you thinking of? And does that play into your collection as far as travel collection, travel bro- you know, what Generally bring. speaking, I'm thinking about people that are traveling with me. Now, if we are meeting a group uh, of other people, maybe you consider maybe a bigger box, like bringing one, maybe two bigger box games. You, you still have to think about space, obviously. But I am looking at some games that could be played with bigger groups. Um, I think this uh, this new game that I haven't played, but Gary has. Uh, called the fake artist goes to new york it reminds me a lot of when we went down to one of our family trips uh where we played um say say, yes. say so it reminds me a lot yeah. of say anything or um uh like telestrations uh where you're you're drawing and you're passing this little piece of paper around and it says it plays up i think to eight um no 10 players it's it's and so, but it's it's in this little bitty box. This is it, and you can have a whole entire party game in this box. And so, like, I'm really excited about this. This is one that you could bring with a bigger group of people that would work really well. Majority of these smaller games, though, just because of how small they are, you can only have so many cards. And so, a lot of times, they are for a smaller count. Of people like they're not going to work with a large group. So, like, if you're going somewhere to meet a group, any of these are probably not going to work, other than something like that or maybe werewolf or something like you know a game that's specifically designed for a larger player count my idea is mostly family um like if i'm taking my kids with me um we're I'm, i'm i have a collection of games that we can play together when we get to the hotel or wherever we're going something like that that's generally my design around concept for what i'm putting in my collection but I do have a couple of larger player count games. I don't know that like um, if you were going to meet like a big group, like pulling out this little bitty box is going to be super exciting. Like if you if you pull out like uh, like Dixit or something where it has this you know fun artwork and this big box and everybody might get more excited about something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. It, perception could be an aspect. Well, it's not even a group, right? It's it's it, to me. It always goes back to knowing your audience. So, like, so I mentioned Suro. Um, another one is like King of Tokyo. Uh, you you mentioned when you go and you go to family reunions, you bring Downforce, and I know that's not like something heavy and big that you can take in a suitcase with you, um, but um, I imagine. So, so the last the last trip I took, I took um, I took two games with me. I could have taken more if I'd kind of thought about space like you, but I knew that if I was only going to take two games, I was going to take Onitama to play with my kids at the airport because we had an eight-hour layover, and I was going to take Jiper to play with my wife because we had an eight-hour layover at the airport. And I thought to myself, these are games that are going to get played. Yeah, I could have taken you know a dozen games that are much smaller and, and may have played more into when we were actually there in Washington State. But because of the eight-hour layover, I thought this this makes sense for the two audiences that I have, my kids and my wife. 
and uh, and they I can I can fit them both. To your point, though, I didn't take Lords of Waterdeep, you know, yeah. which I could, you know, because that's ridiculous. I can't pack that, even though See, my that's, wife. Can that's play where it. you could play. Uh, you could or, take Mint Works so. would be perfect. Mint Works. I agree. I think, like like I said, I think Mint Works is probably the best um, of your of of what I've seen of of your collection. Um, that's one that I would love to include it is a, is an amazing game and it was the first i mean they really just kicked off the whole series with it one of the other things i'm doing with this is trying to find a game that's very similar to a big box game obviously you can't completely replace it however with some of them you can so one of the things that i just found was that for sale which is a good game that we know about has a travel edition you can buy it in a a box version which is awesome because it's a good game yeah i'd be all over that and, and it, it, it is already it was already kind of a it. small game though this right? is for sale right here the whole game is in this That's little amazing. bitty tuck box now it does come with uh like there's a playing card punch outs for coins however what i did was i found those old uh really thin um kind of like bingo chips uh will fit in a little baggie and stick inside of that box just fine I'm really trying to do is find games uh, that could be put into smaller boxes. I think I really think Splendor is one that I might uh, look into. I know that people have online found ways to stick that in a really small container because you you really don't need the big box. It's something we've talked about before. You know, games that are just a card game, but for shelf space and selling is in this massive box. Yeah. And so I've been trying to design my own tuck boxes that I could make basically and stick the games in. That is something else that I'm trying to do so that you can take the bigger games, play them, and, and keep them in a smaller you know, box to, to, that fits in a suitcase or something. I think you kind of addressed something I was going to ask earlier is that um, here's my, I guess here's my ultimate question with. With some of these smaller games, is is it still fun? And so you guys talked about the Mint games, Mint Works in particular. Sounds like that game really is fun. So you know we're not really losing a whole lot. Um, and then you kind of address that just now, and saying that you're kind of looking at ways to shrink some of these larger games. Where really it is just a, a deck of cards, right? So maybe put it in a tuck box or two, or or find a way to to put those into a smaller like AEG style box that you can still throw in the suitcase. And I think that's really cool because. Some of the um, some of the smaller games I've seen, like for example, what I'm about to say, I've never played other than Tiny Epic Galaxies. I never played these game uh, any of the Tiny Epic games. So obviously, I'm I'm no I'm no expert on this, but man, I, I'm just not attracted. You know, like when I see those games announced, I just never I never want them because I'm thinking, well, I really want to play something bigger that has bigger pieces that you know I have. <laughs> I have big hands. I, I need I need bigger pieces, or I, I just want to play the the full game. And I don't need the travel size, but I I totally understand where the appeal of those games is. It's kind of what you were talking about. Like let's let's take a, a bigger idea and shrink it to something smaller. But what I'm always worried about is what's lost in translation. But kind of what you were saying is there may be kind of a happy medium for many of those in, in that maybe we can get most of that into a smaller package. But that, that's my main concern is um, I don't want to travel with a game that ends up not being really that fun or being like a lesser experience. I'd almost rather just say, well, then let me just not play that game at all. But I understand the desire for having that game. And I also understand that I think with some of those games, you can actually have that big, bigger box experience, right? So this is something why this has kind of been a long uh, time in the making just because it's been a couple years that I've been creating this list. I've bought several games that don't work. They fall flat and I, I want a good collection of travel games. Okay. I want a game that's going to be fun, that's enjoyable. I've gotten rid of many of them that just don't don't play well. Um, I'm still experimenting and buying new games. I just bought a whole bunch of uh, Button Shy. I don't, I don't know if our listeners have heard of Button Shy before, um, it's very similar to the Palm Island, but they have these little bitty wallet size games with, I think it's 18 cards. It's all that comes in, in this game. And usually they're only 
up to three players. You they don't they don't usually go very high because you have a limitation with the number of cards you can use. But um, those are really interesting because you can put that in your back pocket and go wherever you want, like just down the road or something. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to a bar, you know we yeah, so we cool. talk about you know pub games. It would be like a perfect pub game, and I'm still waiting on those to get in the mail. I haven't been able to try any of them out yet, but there are a lot of have a ton of. I mean, we talked about racing. They had a they have a one called uh, like Turbo Speed. I don't remember what a Turbo something, but it's uh, it reminds me a lot of our, our friend uh, Greg who created that the, his little racing or his car game where you had the cards. That line up with each other and you use the cards oh, to right. move them around yeah. it's a very similar concept um but it's in a travel sized version it's not in a big box you can take it wherever you want um that not really down for us i mean it's not a bidding aspect but um if you want a racing car game uh you could something you can play on the table really easily and so i'm kind of excited to play that see if it's any good um yeah it's been a lot of trial and error uh I still have some games on here that I haven't played yet. I just got a new one called Startups. I, I really think the Oink games make some really good games. If you're looking in other than the Mint 10 games, um, I think Oink games tend to make a really good, and they're in a very small box. It's the same uh, people that make the fake artist goes to New York game. This this one's called Startups, though, and it's, it's about stocks. Uh, it's like a stock card game, which looks really fascinating. Um, well, I can't wait to play it. I let's see. I think it goes up to yeah seven players even. So it's got a higher player count. It's it's good for. I mean, it's just basically a card game with money. And so yeah. people that are used to card games could probably play something like this. But you're you're trying to invest in a stock. But if you have the most of the stock, you can't bid on the other stocks that are available to like you're not allowed to create a monopoly and so it has this really like tug and pull type thing i don't know it's just it's been really fun finding some of these games see see here's the thing though that i hear uh so when i look at your, this topic right i think if there's there's two aspects to it and and it's from a designer point and brian you, you might be able to speak to this as a as a game designer as well um it's it's similar to writing a story do you start with the characters or do you start with the plot and in this case do you start with i don't want to call it a gimmick but do you start with the idea of making a tiny game or do you start with the game and and have something else so my to flesh this out here's my examples here's the empirical evidence we have your Paco games, right? Paco games is the games that um, come as small as possible, the size of a chewing gum package. And we played a few of them, Shuck. You own them. We played a few. Uh, Proper Brian, you played uh, one of them as well okay. at uh, Criticon with us. And I got to say that I think the design approach, uh, I, I might be speaking out of turn, but I believe the design approach to these games is how small can we make a playable game? Regardless of 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 anything else, we want it tiny. We want it the size of a pack of gum. Now, I, personally, I think they, they just all fell flat for me, personally. Um, but I think it's because of the design approach, personally. I will say that those, there are very few that I actually liked. Uh, okay, so... Let me let me talk about another small set of games that you might not be aware of. Uh, you may or may not, but it's been around for a long, long time, longer than most of us have been in the gaming hobby. And it's from um, I, I used to fanboy on this guy a lot, James Ernest. He's the designer of uh, Lords Vegas. For those of you who um, may be familiar with that game, but you may not know, uh, he also designed Tack, which we we talk about a lot. But he is the uh, he's the guy behind cheap ass games. And here's a guy who, who kind of um, built games around, you don't pay me money. I'm just going to give you some free downloads. He built games on index cards where you just print your game on an index card and you get some change laying around the house and you play this game. And, and it wasn't because he wanted to design games that were small and how, and that wasn't the gimmick to him. It was, how how it, it was a challenge to him, right? How can I create an interesting game with as little as possible? 
And now we have a different approach. It's subtle. It's not, it's, it's, it, but it is different because his, his point was, I want to make a good game, a game that would actually have some push and pull with limited resources. And in that way, it's not going to be your big, robust, big box game. It's not going to be uh, Lords of Vegas. It's going to be something much simpler. But it's also going to be interesting. So one I want to bring up is Maple. Maple is an abstract game. You can print it on an index card, a three by five index card, uh, unless you want to print it on something bigger just for fun. And uh, and it uses pennies. That's it. Heads or tails. And it's an abstract kind of area control game where I play heads, you play tails. You place a penny, and whatever's adjacent, you get to flip a penny from your opponent. And you play until you fill up the board. And he came up with about a you know, half a dozen maps. And suddenly you have this thing that, I mean, rivals the size of pack of games, but he's created it in a way with limited resources. Anyway, just not to throw, it, 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 it comes from a different approach is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, and it's the approach of how, what can I do with limited resources as opposed to how tiny can I make this thing? think it the ones that you know you have button shy you have paco games you have the mint group the poquito i think is or paquito or however you pronounce it and obviously tiny epic they all definitely it, it can seem very gimmicky and a lot of them do kind of fall flat but i like the the idea that they're creating multiple games in in this genre or or what do you say and John, is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> of travel-sized games, I I think it's nice that they're coming at it from that aspect. Now, I guess I'll backtrack on one thing. I don't think that a bigger box game should design with the idea of a travel game, and they're designing. I think they should make their game the way that needs to be made. Uh, but if there was a way to make it some sort of travel size, it would be kind of nice uh, to be able. To make some sort of compa- even if it was just like if it was something like Splendor, where they could sell like a small box, where you could take you buy it, you know, buy the big yeah. box, but then you can buy the small box where you stick the chips in them, and then you can put the cards in there, and you have this little bitty box that you could carry around and go anywhere. Uh, I mean, because that's really all you need for that game. You don't need a, a massive box to carry around everywhere. I mean, it does have a shelf presence, which is cool if you want to store it, but. uh you don't really need it. I think that would be cool for some some of the things like that, where especially for the games where it's a card game and there's just a ton of space in the box that's unnecessary. One one of the games, uh, Brian, just Brian, that you were so you're talking about maple with coins and things. One of the games I actually considered is a game called Coin Age. Have you ever heard of this? I believe it was a I, so. I believe it was a Kickstarter game. Um, it's one card. Just one card, and then you play with, uh, I think, pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters. I saw that one. Um, and, and it's an it's an yeah. area control game. I, I thought about adding this to my collection. I, I don't think it has the depth that I want. It's only a two-player game, um, simply just because there's not enough room on the card. But it is an intriguing idea. Like, it's to, to use minimal resources to make a game you could anywhere i mean it's one card and coins that you just stick in your pocket that's fascinating to me i don't know sometimes the design around being just a small game in general the restrictions that require as is a designer just kind of fascinate me like so it's like an exercise in design right it's like i've got 15 cards what can i do with that and to me it's the difference in writing a novel and writing a piece of uh, like a short story or flash fiction or something like that. It's like, I've only got a a certain amount of time or, you know, in the case of games, you know, if I've only got a certain number of components and I want to try to fit as much game into that as I can. And what's my experience has always been, and granted I haven't played something like mint works. I want to try that one. Uh, but that makes a better uh, the that exercise makes a better you know exercise than it does make a better game. Um, it's good for you to try, you know, and and it sharpens your your design tools. You know, it it helps you sharpen those uh, your ability to design. But I haven't had the experience that it's actually made better games. Um, like uh, as an example, so something like Love Letter, 
was really cool. I, I thought it was a really cool design, but it got old really fast to me. Um, oh boy, and, did it get old with all the versions. <laughs> and uh, it's a neat game. It's a cool game. And I, I, I know what you're going for here, Shuck. Um, I understand the you know what you're pushing for with having these games to travel with. I just haven't had a good experience. Now, let me... So, like, for example, uh, For Sale is a great game. I think it's cool that they took that and made that smaller. And I know uh, I know, I have, a, like, for example, Quinto. That's a game we talk about a lot. That's a very yeah. small game. It's three dice. And uh, so I know there are smaller games out there that uh, do. But if I'm looking for a... That's one of the reasons I was never attracted to the tiny Epic games either. They're going for the bigger box feel in the tiny box and it just never worked for me but if it's a small game going for a small game feel it it, it can work right so you you mentioned quinto that was uh one of the things that i looked in and i talked about a little bit earlier with that railroad ink is i looked into roll and write games i think those are perfect the majority of them are very small sized and i looked into a lot of different ones and i i want to play a lot of them uh i haven't played very many one that I ended up getting was called Rolling America. I don't know if you've ever played this one. Uh, I haven't played it. I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, I want to try. What's it. cool is you can play it solo. You can. There's there's like no limit to the number of people that can play. It just depends on how many sheets you have, and I think you can even order new sheets if you need them. It's it's like an area control uh, style. It's not really control, like an area because you're not playing with others. You have a solo map, but you're uh, what's the word like a spatial type thing on an American map that you have to put numbers and colors of dice in certain areas and they can only touch certain numbers. Like you can only go one up or one down in numbers. It's, I find it be rather fun. I actually, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, I've played it several times on my own just because I wanted to get a good feel for it. I, I want to kind of explore more of these roll and write games. Uh, it's kind of a new area for me. I haven't. I know that there's also a Quinto card game that's extremely rare to find, apparently. Mm. <laughs> but you have a little bit more control over the outcome. But if you like dice games, I mean, Roll and Write seems to be like the dice travel game area to go to. I mean, it, it really that's is. True. There's, there's some really good, really good travel games here. And I think those games still manage to pack some interesting gameplay without feeling like you're losing anything. You know, like they're so simple, anyways you're not losing like like it doesn't feel like it's a bigger game squashed down it just the game is what it is right just by nature doesn't require many components it could be a small piece of paper or a big piece of paper i i think i didn't think about that before but yeah rolling rights would actually fit really well in this category for that matter rolling rights could be zoom games i mean they they make some of the best um uh in this time where we're not traveling so much but they can make Really, really simple. I don't know camera online games. Oh yeah. If we want to wrap this up, I'll, how about some uh, suggestions as far as games that I I would yeah. like to add? Uh, so, yeah, give, give us a handful of games that that, that you would like to throw out. You suggest um, or, or that you. So obviously, at. we talked about a few of these. Uh, I think Mint Works as a worker placement is excellent. If you want um, something in that realm, if you're looking for another style Euro game, uh, Oh My Goods is. Fantastic! It's a really small um, Euro game that has a really good uh, use of multiple purpose cards. Uh, pairs, we've talked about pairs forever. Alexander Pfister, too. Let's talk about Alexander Pfister for a minute. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're, oh, buddy. we're not getting into the, oh, the uh, other game that I won't mention. Can you follow that up with James <laughs> Ernest with pairs? Yeah. Hey, those are your designer crushes, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, we did. So pairs. Oh my goods. Oh my goods. Talked about pairs forever. Go there. Pairs is great because you can take it anywhere. The newer versions don't have the tuck box. They're not quite as small. It's more of a deluxe edition. It's still a good game and you really only need to take deck of cards so it's good. For sale, I think, is obviously good. We talked about that. Another one we haven't talked about is um, I, I don't know how available this is. Brewcrafters, the card game, is really fun. Um, Good game. It's a Just it's fun. an engine building, which I guess, uh, oh my goods, kind of is engine building as well, is it not? But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an engine. I, I like the engine building. 
The uh, Brewcrafters is really good, though. You can, it's very, very simple. I, it doesn't play a whole lot. I think three players, four players, if you do like some sort of uh, team situation, uh, three players is really good. Um, yeah, let's, let's just keep it at two, two to three. Um, but the you are just trying to brew beers. And uh, you, I mean, the Brewcrafters is a massive, huge game. Um, this is a very simplified version uh, of that. But you, again, kind of the same concept with the multi-purpose cards where you can either use them to brew the beer or you can place them down uh to use for certain things uh, to help you build combos and things like that. If we're going to go into Packle games, my favorite is Jim, G-Y-M, Jim. There is also a G-E-M. The G-Y-M is a really interesting game where it has a a bunch of different kind of mechanisms. You're uh, recruiting these little kids to play in the gym, and then once you've recruited them, you get to go to different areas, and you get to play basketball over here or football over there. And and each of the little areas gives you a little bonus, and you're trying, you're knocking people around, and it's got a little take that to it. It's really fun. It's a two player, but it's it's very fun. It just man, there's just a lot going on in that one. It is the best packle game if you're going to get one. A two player game. Uh, I guess this would be my best recommendation. Uh, claim. Uh, I think would be a really good two-player. It's like a trick-taking style oh, little game. Uh, I found this super like tiny little uh, hand tin version of it. Uh, it's pretty cool. The because it's there's no text on the cards. Like the cards are just iconography based. And yeah, it it's amazing they make a two-player trick-taking game work. But yeah, they do. Uh, I had fun with that one. Like I, I would actually recommend that one. Actually, one more. Um, if we're doing two-player like abstract, Hive Pocket is also really, really good. Oh, okay. Hive Pocket's great. Yeah, Hive is really good. Yeah, so, so how about how about the Brian's there? Do you guys have one you want to throw out? So, uh, when Shuck mentioned two-player trick-taking, uh, Fox in the Forest. I haven't played that yet. It's really good. It's really good, and uh, it's small. It's a. Uh, it's not quite. I mean, you could. It's a deck, right? You could put it into a. A tuck box or something like that. What about you, uh, just Brian? If I'm looking for just one deck of cards, I want to take, and I don't know if I'm going to play two player to four player. Like I just want something that's um, going to hit all all the different possibilities of whatever my travel takes. I'd probably take Parade. With oh, okay. Me. Um, I think it's a. I mean, it's it doesn't come in the, the teeny tiny size boxes Chuck's talking about, but it is just a single deck of cards and the box is small enough to just pack in a, in a, in a little bag or whatever, or whatever. But I think it, it I, what's great about it is it plays well at two plays well at three plays well at four. So I, that's probably my go-to for long distance travel, uh, lightweight, whatever happens. Yeah. That is one that I'm actually looking to, create a tuck box for because really you only use half that box for the cards and so i'm i'm trying to find a way to make a like a a regular card size rule for that like a rule book maybe on a card or two that you could just put into a tuck box that would be great for travel i had to say if i had one that i could add that i just kind of throw out to this conversation i just realized i had one that might actually work um, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the day someone does Tiny Epic Space Hulk. I'm all over that, I guess. That's the day I'll, I'll join, jump on that Kickstarter. But um, Traders of Osaka, so it's not um, it's not a very small box, but it's small-ish. Definitely uh, would fit in like a day bag or an overnight bag. Um, and it, it plays two to four. I think it's better at two. Uh, it can sometimes feel like it's overstaying its welcome, at least in my opinion, at four. But it's it does a lot with just a deck of cards and a couple of pieces of wood to represent like little wooden ship meeples, I guess for better lack of a better word. And then, um, you know, you've got a few tokens, cardboard tokens, but, um, to show like the, the collections, once you've traded them in, you, you, you start, um, gaining tokens that will basically, if you, as you start turning in a certain color more often, you get more, more money for it. But it's a um, it's it's a reworking of it's a little older game, but it's a reworking of an even older game, I believe, called Traders of Carthage. And but yeah, so I, if if I had to throw out one, um, of course, it's still not nearly as small as as the other ones. But 
Um, it's it's in a small enough box. I think you could travel with it, put it in a suitcase or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, so this you've thrown some really good games out. I mean, I, I actually was kind of I have to admit I was thinking we would be talking about some pretty um some games we wouldn't get excited about, but some of these that we're talking about are pretty. Good. I, I know we've probably overloaded one, but if we want one more mechanism that I don't think we've talked about, Sushi Go, the original. Ten boxes, fairly small. If you want a drafting yeah, game, I think I know. think is a perfect one for travel as well. And and it, it's fun. It's easy to play, and and you know that's one that where the theme kind of gets at the non gamers too. A lot of people like sushi, right? And and the cute little sushi with eyes on it or whatnot. It's kind of goofy. Yeah, that one works. Well, I think maybe this this is maybe something we need to maybe to revisit this one like a year or so. And just kind of see, like, hey, have any new ones come out, or, or you know, whether whether our thoughts are changed on it. You know, if we if we're still enjoying the the if we're still enjoying the travel games, or if all of us have, uh, you know, maybe all of us will be on board. We'll all have a travel collection, or or who knows, right? But I uh, know I um, I think there's some good good uh, good suggestions out there, and uh, I, I kind of appreciate hearing uh hearing everyone's take on that and uh, especially chuck thanks for kind of sharing some of the research you've done as, as you kind of build your collection um you know i mean even the, even the thoughts about taking a game a box a game that comes in a smaller box and making a tuck box i mean a lot of times those files are on bgg right or or easily available or you can make your own take the art and make a tuck box and and now you've got a game that you can put in your purse or you know in, in a easily in a in a, a side pocket of a suitcase or something and, you know, take to enjoy with family or friends. So um, I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have. But uh, I, mean, I guess as always, guys, uh, if we're talking about games. I'm having a good time visiting with you guys. And uh, thanks for thanks for coming out to talk, uh, talk games tonight. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys uh, next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com our website www.pubmeeple.com home to the board game ranking engine and always remember support your local breweries